Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, girl, hey. Welcome to Taste of Taylor, my weekly podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Strecker. You might know me from Sirius XM Radio. I mean, I was there for like 12 years after all. But then Howard Stern allegedly got jealous of me, so I had to leave. I was actually able to pull myself up by the bootstraps and start my own podcast, Taste of Taylor, which is now officially with Dear Media. I'm so excited to say that. Ha! So I promise you in this podcast, you're going to either learn about something, you're going to be inspired by someone that's like always coming from a perspective of like humor, then this is the place for you. I hope you enjoy this little snack. This is Amanda Hirsch from the Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast. You might know me from Not Skinny But Not Fat on Instagram, where I spend my time talking about reality TV, celebrities, everything happening, and pop culture. I also talk to some of our favorite celebs and reality TV stars. We talk about what's going on. Tune in every Tuesday and just feel like you're talking with your best friends in your living room. Bethany, I'm so excited you're here. Thank you. Likewise. I probably if you go into your DMs, you'll see like, don't though. Like with me. You'll really? See, oh my God. I probably what do you say? harassed you. Is it you. under not skinny or it's under your name? No, it's under not skinny. But I probably really? here. Let's look. No, I mean, don't look. Okay, fine. Why? Okay. Because you feel self-conscious now? Yeah. I'm not going to. Re- okay. 2017 was my first message to you. Well, it's Amanda Hirsch. It comes up as a man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It does. Oh. I guess in the DMs. So 2017, oh. Bethany, I fucking love you. And oh, your my big God. Mouth and every your big mouth and everything you stand for. A strong woman who takes no BS. My name is Amanda. I live in NYC. And I can only hope that you would check out my Instagram page where I loll about everything from not wanting to work out to overeating. Oh, and every so nice. I'm also looking for work. And was wondering if you were looking to hire. I have a bachelor in marketing writing. A oh, ton. my God. And- you would have hated it. It's so intense. <laughs> it's so intense. It's crazy. There's a new. You should hear what my job interview process is like and what I say to people. Like it's. Well, it's- first of all, you guys, for me, this is emotional. It's 2017. We're in 2023. That's five years ago. I think it's six. If mm-hmm. We add. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I don't. Yeah. Yeah, it is six. It is six. So that's emotional for me because look where we are now. Like you're yes. on my podcast. Yeah. Where were you in 2017? Do you remember? Were you were you still on the show? I'm not good at knowing like years. 2017. So I was 
I have no idea. I'm not like if someone, <laughs> someone, if someone, I don't know. I have not, a, I have no clue whatsoever, but, but I probably, but you wanted to like be somebody right. and be known and do press. So I probably wouldn't have wanted to hire you or wanted to like sniff that out. The people. No, that I-, I wanted to help you. I have a bachelor's in marketing and writing. Not be, oh, not like work for me, but like work, like consulting or help me with marketing and things like that. No, I work for you. I wanted oh, to work okay. for well, you. you. I was still looking. <laughs> First of all, you were one of the first people I remember like seeing on TV that was just saying whatever she thought. And I remember I used to watch with my family and we're Israeli. So we are all kind of like that, you know, Yes, yes. you would fit in there. They wouldn't think yes. it's a lot. You yes. would just be like everybody else. Well, I have a name. I have a I have a Hebrew name, Batsheva, because I, I have family in Israel. Yeah, that is a very Hebrew name. Wait, I know. Yeah. So you would fit in in Israel because everyone just says that. And then when we saw you on TV, like from season one of Housewives, it was like, wow, she's sa- she's doing that thing. She's just saying <laughs> she's mentioning it all. Uh huh. She's mentioning it all. So this is really cool for me. Thanks again well, for thank you for coming on my show. You've been up to so much ever since then. First of all, I was shocked to hear when trying to get this podcast organized that you're not in the city anymore. Like, I don't know why I assumed you were in the city. I know. And it's really weird because I really, really am not in the city. So like, I don't understand the city anymore. I don't understand where people are going and what people are doing, what it feels like. Because when you move out of the city during a pandemic, you knew what it was like before, but you're hearing it's not the same. So it's a different city, but I don't know. So I, I, I really like, I left when Soho was like boarded up and being rioted and really not the same as it was. So, and then now it's very, Instagrammy and like roses on those outdoor kiosk little hotel structures that people are eating in. But like, that's also weird because the restaurants can be gross. But if they put a couple of rose vines outside <laughs> and you take a picture, you think the food's good, but it's still the same restaurant inside. So I don't understand what goes on in New York City now. Oh, my God. So you don't feel like a city girl anymore? Abs- no, not at all, which is also weird because I feel like I'm a woman without a country. Do you feel like a suburban girl? Well, move it, starting to spend time in the Hamptons probably like 10 years ago, thinking I would get a place and only use it in the summer and then really use it in the winter and fell in love with it. I loved it because it just, it was so natural and the beaches and the farm stands and the beauty and the peace and the strip malls and the car and all that, which is a little LA. I wanted to be here more. So I never wanted to be in the city. The city was not even the city. The city was a place I went to work in my car and was in my amazing apartment. So I had this big, outrageous apartment in the city, but it could have been in Des Moines, aside from like just going in the car to go to the Today Show to do it. It wasn't like I'm walking around, skipping through the city, buying berets on the weekends. Like I didn't do that much in the city. I came out to the Hamptons. So then I found Connecticut. But yeah, I just, it also was a fine, I thought it was a good financial decision because real estate was like in a weird position. And I have an amazing apartment. I didn't know where the real estate market would go. And I did so incredibly well on this apartment. So that was cool too. I could always go back in if I ever wanted to, but I got out really in a great position. And do you still come in like a lot into the city? Not a lot. Like I was in a couple weeks ago because I was doing Kelly and Mark. And then I was in last week because I was doing the Today Show, but I have to do it again in a couple weeks and I'll sleep in a hotel. And what about Bryn? Does she like the burbs? She does like the burbs. And I used to have this vision that like, oh, I'll just come in and I'll stay in a hotel and we'll do a staycation. 
And I did that one day during the holidays with her, which was really fun to do it as a tourist, like go to the plaza and do holiday and do the window, do the things we do, the rock Rockefeller Center. No, I keep saying that. Yes, Rockefeller Center, but Radio City Show Mm. and things like that. So I don't have a relationship with the city anymore. And maybe I'll develop one. But like, it feels like, oh, you live an hour out of the city or 45 minutes. You'll just come in and go to dinner and you just don't. You just don't don't. need to. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't have a relationship to it. Like, I'm excited to co-host the Today Show and then go stay at a hotel. And sometimes I'll say I'll go meet someone for dinner the night before. And then I just don't. So I'd like to maybe have some relationship to it and go to Carbone and go to Polo Lounge and be like cool and stuff. Yeah. Oh, overrated. Where are you? I'm on the Upper East Side. And you think it's overrated? Oh, no, not the city. I think Polo Lounges. Oh, there. Yeah, no, I know. I was just like sort of douchey. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then I don't know all the new restaurants. So at least go places where I kind of know. But you live on the Upper, Upper East Side and you're in a relationship or no? Yeah, I'm married with a kid. So you're married in the kid in, in, New, in New York City. And what do you think of that experience? I, I always think about it. That's why I ask people that, that move out, because obviously it's on my mind. And obviously I, I do the back and forth of thinking, like, am I really taking advantage of the city? Like what you're saying, or could I come in for things and then not have to be in? But like, first of all, as the Upper East Side really isn't like the city city isn't. But then you're talking about an economic choice of space and why you would choose to have the least amount of space for the most amount of money if you're not using it. Like if you're 25 and you're going to the Lower East Side and you're going to go to bars, and you're going to brunch and you're going to go to museums and go test croissants and, you know, French boulangeries like that's different because you're utilizing the city for the atmosphere, like not for what's going on inside your apartment. But if you're nesting, space becomes so incredibly important. And so does breathing and yard and you have a kid. So yeah, I make most things a business decision, like at the same time as a personal decision. So if I'm buying a bag, I could choose between two bags. I'll buy the one that's like an investment piece, even if it's a fortune versus the one that you're just like throwing it out. So if I'm thinking about my lifestyle where I live, I'm going to also think about the economical aspect. So when I was able to sell my apartment for a crazy amount of money, particularly compared to what I bought it for, that was like, good, you're getting older and like put it in your pile. Wait, so when you say about the bag, I have a question because that always interests me because like my husband wants a Rolex, for example, and I'm like, no. And then he'll Why? give me the, it's an, the investment piece thing, right? Yeah, but it depends. It depends upon which one he's. I mean, I you're talking to a person who has a major watch collection. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, my question this. is this. If you're making a decision or you're thinking of it as an investment piece, does that mean you see Bethany selling the bag? Ever? It means if I go buy a house, even if I love it and I'm like, I love this house, I'm not buying a house if I wouldn't like I've bought multiple houses. I did multiple flips during the the pandemic. I did five renovations during the pandemic. So any of those houses I was prepared to live in because I loved them as a space that I would live in because you never know if the shit hits the fan. This one you have to sell for this reason or that neighborhood went bad or so I'm always nimble. Meaning I'm not going to buy a bag that I don't like, but I'm not going to buy a bag that I wouldn't dump if the shit hit the fan or if there were was one major, let's say that a, a collector's piece from Hermes came in, like a collector's piece that was very expensive and I couldn't really, I didn't feel comfortable doing it. I would know that those other pieces I was willing to let go of and that they were good investments too. It doesn't mean I'm going to ever do it. It means I'm just a very business-minded thinker in everything that I do. Yeah. That's always what I think. Like, I'm just thinking, would you sell it, though? But you're saying it uh, shit hits the fan. It shit hits, hits the fan. Or sometimes I felt like I've gone, I've ha- I have a lot and I want to 
streamline for less is more. Like a, like I said, a collector's piece. So for your husband, it depends upon which Rolex. And it's better than him coming to you and saying, I'd like to buy a Cartier watch because that's like throwing money down the toilet. Or why? Wait, why is Cartier not good? Because Cartier is a jeweler for the most, they're not time pieces. They are jewelry that you wear on your wrist. They're not collector's pieces and they're not investments. They depreciate significantly as do some Rolexes. But if you're buying a certain Rolex, you'd almost rather pay more or wait as long as it takes to get a Rolex because it's hard to buy them at retail price and get one that's an investment piece. So not all Rolexes are created equal either. But buying there is no Cartier watch that you could really buy right now that would be as good of an investment as a Rolex or a Patek or an Audemars Piguet. But it does depend upon which. So do you not have Cartier watches? I have one that was the first watch that I ever had that I'll give to Bryn as like a not, you know, when she it's a it's a stainless steel one. And I've had other ones that I've taken a hit on. And that's a perfect example and sold to be able to buy something that's an investment piece. Oh, cool. Damn. A Cartier watch is a Gucci bag. It's not an investment piece. It's mm. a bag. So now you're paying all that money for Gucci. You're almost there. You might as well go the rest of the way and buy the least expensive Hermes bag. You know, there's certain bags like I'd, I'd almost a Gucci bag. There's I don't think there's a Gucci bag that I would want more than buying a bag like on the street. <laughs> I don't know about you, but nesting is just a constant state of mind for me. I'm constantly loving to change things in my house. I change my carpet out every few months. I've changed my couch out probably like three times in the last few years. I love changing up furniture. So isn't it amazing that there is a company called Court that is made for people like us that like to change it up, that don't like to be committed to one set of furniture Court, okay? Life is always changing. Your furniture should be able to change with it. Court is a furniture rental company. You can get the furniture and services you need to help make every life transition as seamless as possible. Whether you're moving for a short period of time, you're relocating, you're starting a new chapter, or you just simply don't want to be committed to one piece of furniture or one set of furniture, you like to change it up. Court has the solution for you. Pick the furniture you want and their expert team delivers it and sets it up. The furniture will be there when you need it and gone when you don't. Get furniture on your terms with Court Furniture Rental. Visit court.com slash podcast to learn more and find the furniture package that fits your life. Okay. You can press pause whenever you want with court furniture rental. You rent furniture when you need it and return it when you don't. You guys visit court.com slash podcast. That's court, C-O-R-T dot com slash podcast to learn more and find the furniture package that meets your needs. So I have another skincare brand to recommend to you. And honestly, this might be the one. Get it? The one for you. It's one skin. Okay. One Skin is amazing. If you guys are tired of cycling through the endless amount of trending skincare products that all claim to smooth wrinkles, firm skin, and give you a youthful glow, but they don't deliver results, One Skin, okay? Check them out. They're founded by a team of four female PhD-level longevity scientists with over 15 years of experience studying the biology of aging. After testing thousands of peptides, they discovered OS1. This OS1 peptide is scientifically proven to target aged, also called senescent cells, the main source of aging and actually reduces 
the biological age of skin by several years. Give it to me. That is their flagship product, OS1 Face, and it's clinically validated to improve firmness, fine lines, and overall tone appearance. You guys, check out One Skin. One Skin is for everyone that wants to prevent or reverse the signs of aging with groundbreaking approach. One Skin addresses the skin health at the molecular level, targeting the root causes of aging so skin behaves, feels, and appears younger. It's time for you to experience a new skin health routine at a discounted rate today. You can get 15% off with the code NOTSKINNY at oneskin.co. That's 15% off at oneskin.co. The code is not skinny. We only have one body, one skin, and only you can choose to make it better. Age healthy with one skin. So this brings me into Bethany. What do you even call this movement of reviewing stuff that you kind of started on your, did it start on Instagram and then go into TikTok? No, it started on TikTok. And I mean, I said it was an, I was an accidental influencer because it was not intentional. Overall, I've had a terrible relationship with social media. It's something that I've wanted to like me and wanted to be good at, but I did it for business. Like who the hell wants to, who, why do I want to tell people what I'm eating? Like I never understood it. And I'm definitely not posting myself in a bathing suit or a thong to like get attention. I'm definitely not like filtering myself within an inch of my life and removing clavicles to get attention, which is what you have to do to get attention is be fake and phony and lie. And so then I sucked at it because if I wasn't willing to do that and I didn't take some perfect curated picture, I just wasn't good at it. So I just was like doing it to do it. And I sucked at it all around. And TikTok, I didn't totally understand. And it was then like dumb, fun dances that fine once in a while, but it's like, what am I doing? So I was just playing and I was playing with the makeup because I was being sold on TikTok too about the snatch and the glow. And I thought that I was really behind because I didn't know anything about makeup. And I also didn't know how to do my own makeup. So I did not know that these people were filtered. I did not know that there were filters on TikTok also. Like I didn't know that that technology happened. I thought people just were living and being honest. So I was watching people look so fucking amazing. And I was like, I want to buy that. And I want to do that. And then I was buying it. And, and it was the same shit as the shit I've had for years. And I, I didn't even know that until I bought CoverGirl foundation and compared it with La Prairie foundation and CoverGirl powder and compared it with Chanel powder, the cheapo drugstore stuff. And I was never want, I would never buy makeup. Like I would buy like airport or drugstore makeup. I just would, and whatever I left. And I thought it was crap. It must be crap because it's from the drugstore. And I would never spend the money on the expensive shit. Like makeup artists had given me stuff or left stuff or maybe like one cream bronzer I bought years ago. So I had the same shit I always had. And then I did a deep dive and started spending copious amounts of money on expensive stuff. And I found that it's total bullshit. Most of it, like really most of it is total bullshit. So, so I was, that, that's the bottom yeah. line that most of it is total bu bullshit. Absolutely. And I still get influenced and I still want it because I see them with the filters and saying the thing. And I think I want it. And yesterday was one of the first. I, and I said yes to every single thing. Anything that I wanted to buy that they were selling that I thought was good, I would buy. Wasting all this money just because I would say, is it worth it? Now I see them and it's another fucking pink powder. And now, well, I'm now though you have to do the video, so you're buying it anyway. No, I am, but like less. <laughs> That's why you see there's less quantity because I just feel like a sucker. Because you do the video and you talk about it, and people buy it even if it's not good. And my daughter, I'm, she lives with me, and she still wants to be contoured and buy the glow and buy the Charlotte Tilbury. And, and I've told her like it's not. There's no difference. I'm telling you, I'm doing this. That's why it's sad. We're spending billions of dollars on stuff that is not 
better. Wait, so you Fast. started, you you saw all this shit on TikTok, you were scrolling, you're buying it, and then one day you were like, let me share with the people that this is like not no, what they it was think all it's going to be. at the same time. Mm. It was just at the same exact moment. Mm. It was just like, hi, I, this is, I'm doing this. Who knew if I was even going to post it? Yeah. Because look how bad the lighting and the quality is. It's like, who, <laughs> who thought I would post that? And I didn't know that people were doing this in like a different way. I don't know. But it started a lot of like the don't buy it. It started a lot of the do influencing. Oh, the de influencing. Right. That's like it a was whole a word. Thing. That was a word that wasn't being used. That word became popular because of mascara gate with Michaela. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm not a TikTok. I tried TikTok for a day and got very like discouraged. Yeah. And overwhelmed and felt like it wasn't me. Found myself lip syncing. And that's when I was like deactivate. Right. It's funny because I saw Chrissy Teigen walk in, Justin Timberlake walk in. They walk in the room. They think, oh, hi, I've taken over everywhere else. I am going to walk in here. And then everybody like, it's not for the faint of heart. And then they no. walk the fuck out. Right. It's they not. They walk the fuck out. Yeah, it's no. not. You have no. to. You can't just like do whatever. Like you have to. There needs to be like purpose and like or just random shit. And I'm also like, if this is what's working on TikTok, then I'm not going to work on TikTok. It has to seem authentic. But then I think about the people that are filtering right. and that are perfect or like it's that brand of maybe they started as authentic and now this audience has come with them. It's a rough group. It's a rough. Wait, bar. so what do you think of like the Alex Earl of TikTok? I think that Alex Earl came in very. Listen, I know behind the scenes about it. I know different people that she tried to reach out to because she wanted to connect with influencers and she wanted it, but there's nothing wrong with that. Like she connected yeah. to a lot of famous influencers and wanted it. And I saw that she reached out to me a while back about when my content was being stolen. But I think it was like she talked about her. What is the shit you put on your face that like makes the pimples go away? What's that the thing? Stickers? No. The drying cream? I don't know. No, the like main thing that you go on, the big drastic thing that people go on. Like, oh, Accutane. So she talked about that and she- Oh, people love that. Like, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Get ready with me. But now it's such a common thing. And I think a lot of people were doing it, but I feel like a lot of people copied her too with the get ready with me to like put a tampon in and it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's crazy. And so that's a whole thing. Wait, have you done get ready with me specifically? Not entirely. Like I'll talk about something and do like a story time, but I don't really, I just like, let's get ready for the thing or, but I don't make it gimmicky because it just feels like. But cringe. now you're, you're reviewing everything I saw. And I hope this, I think from knowing you from social and the show you were on that you could take a joke, but tell me if this makes you laugh. I woke up one day and I saw this podcaster post about you and it wasn't mean spirited, but the way she said it actually like was funny to me, but tell me if it's not funny to you. So she was just like, good morning. Like Bethany's reviewing something again. She was cracking up. Right. And she, and she was just like, she's so rich. She's so rich. Like, why is she <laughs> reviewing mayonnaise? Like, so, and it made me laugh because I didn't think about it that way. But what do you think of people that think about it that way? Like, why does, why does she need this? Like, she doesn't need social media. Right. She like has the money. She has the life. Like, you right. don't need well, to be going all, the dollar I tree. I want to finish the answer question about the Alex because it occurred oh, to me that this is that I have a tween and there were all these young girls thinking, because I did a rant on this today. There were these young girls thinking that in your 20s, you're going to have Chanel bags and your midriff out looking perfect and perfect skin and fill. And they don't realize these girls are filtering themselves either. And everything like that in my 20s did not look like that. I did not. I did not look like that. I did not feel like that. I did not. 
you know, present as perfect. I was like going out drinking, then eating an entire Entenmann's cake. Then the next day beating myself up and binging and feeling like shit about myself. So I feel like there's a whole world of young girls that are thinking that that's what it is. So I think that that can be a little dangerous. And I know you don't have to follow everyone, but they're very prevalent and TikTok is pushing them out. And so the young girls are going to think like if their life is not like theirs, it's going to be depressing. So that's just something. And so what do I think about people saying she doesn't need to be doing this? I mean, I don't know. The pandemic sort of was a time when, you know, I was thinking towards the tail end of it. I was kind of on the road to retirement. Like I don't need to be doing it. And I only want to do things that I love. And I walked away from HSN for selling millions of dollars of stuff on TV. I walked away from that. I walked away from the housewives making millions of dollars a season. And it was something I was just playing around with, but I liked it. And I liked the connection. And I think as you get older, you do need still to have purpose. I have my relief work. I have my brand. I have my business. But you know, there are a lot of hours to fill in a day. And you do want to have purpose and you still there's still a scoreboard. I'm just that type of person. So it comes like it, it comes easy to you, not like, oh, I need to post this content or I haven't oh, viewed anything no. in a day. Like people, yeah, I think these people have filters and they do their makeup and they gear up and they're going to shoot and they take it like they're doing a day of shooting. It's not it's like throw it up. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Like it's not it doesn't matter. Like nobody the, 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 the YouTube videos, you know, I'm going to stores. I'm crazy in the stores as if like. there's some contest or timer and someone's like making me do this. Like no one's making me do anything. It's just like ridiculous. So I am just a person that does everything to the fullest. And I thought the consumer needed it. You know, they're being lied to ice makers and ice cream machines and all this shit. So there are things you're willing to spend money on and things that you are not willing to spend money on. Yeah. I have Aldo waste quilted bags that look like Chanel and I get compliments on the ski mountain. Do I want the word Aldo on it? No, but I don't want the word Hermes on it either. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a great piece. Yeah. I can buy something. This jacket is from Mango. It looks like it's Chanel. I'm wearing it right now. It's yeah. So I have no ego about brand stuff. None. But like I said, I like things to be investment pieces if I'm going to spend a lot of money on them. Well, we need to talk about like how you started and stuff because I watched Roni. I'm not I, I'm not a every Housewives franchise watcher. The only okay. I only did Roni until like a couple seasons ago, and then I stopped. And Houses of New Jersey, which I also stopped. By the way, do you still watch any Bravo shows? Why did you just say Houses of New Jersey? <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, oh Housewives. <laughs> yes. I thought you said Houses of New Jersey. I was like, that's oh a good God. show. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry, I didn't hear show. what you said. Sorry. Sorry. Okay, Housewives. I need yeah. to enunciate better. Okay. So Housewives of New Jersey and Housewives of New York were the only two that I was watching. I actually stopped, I have to say, and not because I don't love reality TV. I do. And I like it when people fight and are messy. I think what the Housewives for me got like, I don't know. When you love to hate, it's great. When you hate to hate, it's bad. It starts to make you look at yourself and you feel dark and dirty and you feel gross for watching. That's when people turn off. That's when people stop liking certain characters, too. Like you can love to hate Erica Jane. If you start to hate to hate someone like Danielle or, or Lisa Rinna, when it goes dark, that's when you're like, ew, I feel gross now. Do you still watch any of the Bravo shows? I never really did. Mm. I used to, the only one I ever watched was Atlanta, like not regularly either, but I would watch mine when we were sent the episode. I w- I'm not just sitting around watching a season of it. I don't know why. And I'm not being a hater. It's just like, let me guess. You didn't support me at my charity show and we're going on the trip and we're not going to have any drama. And then we're going to go on the trip and we're going to have drama. And like, 
now the fake makeup and the glam stuff to go out onto your balcony and like just the costumes every that everyone's wearing. It's just not real anymore. And it was it was only real for a brief moment because people watching the show felt they had to keep up and then do things to keep up and wear things to keep up. So it's just not a real show anymore. But I understand the theatrics and I understand why people like that because it's escapism. And then also the people are fronting and stunting because Housewives would never cast someone who lived in a studio apartment like I did. They, right. They, they, so they, how they did that happen? That. So how did that happen, though, that you were cast when you weren't a housewife? Technically, it wasn't. I mean, ha- no one's called, really. It was called Manhattan Moms. It was a brand new show. They changed the name before they put the promo out. And they had four seemingly, bold, you know, rich rich acting women because they weren't really rich, but they were acting rich to look rich because you only have to look rich to be on these shows. And they had those women and they were looking for the fifth woman and they just didn't like anyone. And then they met me and went for me as the question mark character, which I introduced them to Leah. And it seems like they were trying to do a later version of that with Mm. her. And she had an apartment that production did not like, but it wasn't like mine, it wasn't as bad. And she did have some sort of a small business, but it didn't, they just don't do that. It ha- you have to look rich. Even if your f- house is in foreclosure or you're bankrupt or you're going to jail, it doesn't matter. You have to look Wait, rich. did you meet her ever? Who? Leah. No, I never met no. her. Mm-mm. I wonder if you would vibe. I'm sure. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. She got very, she drank her own drink and got very into the fame really and, and her persona very early versus just, riding it and like she she got very into it yeah and that's a mistake that people make so you at the beginning got on the show in a studio apartment did you look rich at the time i can't remember no no (laughs) i did not look you didn't but i looked like i was rich adjacent yeah i had the bag some bags from people i dated i remember borrowing some fake bags from somebody so I guess I looked rich adjacent, but I was honest about being alone and wanting to work hard. And I mean, I lived in that apartment. It was pretty obvious I wasn't rich. But and then you got rich like on the show. Like so. And it then must I was be... definitely richer than anybody else on the show, for sure. And then, then, then most of the people on the franchise, because most of them are fronting. But, but isn't it nice then in that way? Like, I don't know your exact feelings about the franchise now. I'm sure you, you don't have like regrets, but. It's kind of like your story, like you like the you you say yourself, right? Like rags to riches vibes. Yeah. I mean, I did it in real time with this audience. Yeah. And I peaked early and I paved the way. And I've said this before that I was out many. All the producers said that every housewife that joins says I want to do what Bethany did. And when I went mm-hmm. out to dinner with Kyle and boy, George, PK said and Dorit wasn't with us. I told Dorit to do it because I wanted her to be like you and Lisa Rinna's. And Harry called me the same question about doing the show. And so I know whether they want to admit it or not. I know that that's why many people like the Erica Janes of the world join the show after they wanted to go get that skinny girl money. Mm. And so it changed the landscape of the show and the franchise and many people to just slap their name on something versus it being something that came from within. But it's there's a big pressure when you're on a show like this to have something because otherwise you feel like you're wasting your 15 minutes and you don't know how long it's going to last. But that's not why you did it, like the brand, because you kind of were entrepreneurial from before you started I'm an idea hamster. I have to control myself. I'm constantly coming up with new ideas and I have to control them. So it's not even comparable. I was never someone like, let me find something while I'm here. Not even close. 
So how do you explain, though, that you out of like all these people trying would say that you got the bag like you did the thing that they were all trying to do, like got the brand, got the money? I mean, why? Why is Beyonce on tour today and her two backup singers are not like some people have? How do I explain Victoria Beckham and and Mel B. Spice? I I don't know. Like. You know, how do I explain that? What, what, it's not that I got the bag. I am yeah, the bag. You like, are the bag. How do I explain doing $300 million in relief work when I've never done relief work in my life? Like, and I do it in a totally different way. That's my way because everybody's always copying the other person that does it. Like, you got to be out there first and not everyone's a leader. How do I explain being the first housewife ever to write a book and have a New York Times bestseller and then everyone doing it? How do I explain being the first celebrity female for sure, to not be afraid to hold a cocktail. And now there's, I can name 40 off the top of my tip of my tongue who came in, including Randy Gerber and George Clooney, as a result of me and grabbing the bag in the cocktail space, taking being the first in an industry, not just the housewives. Who cares about that? In the liquor industry, fastest growing liquor brand in history, invented the skinny margarita worldwide, invented the first ever low calorie ready to drink cocktail. It, it, it sounds like I'm bragging because I like to remind younger people that wouldn't know this, but like, I, how do I explain that? Just be that bitch that be is not that worried bitch. about men or women, not whining, not complaining, not talking about what you didn't get. Just be that bitch. Like, do do the thing. Just be there. Yeah. Be there. Don't be looking left and right. Execute the idea. Stop complaining. Don't think about your part PTO. Don't think about your lunch break, your three-week vacation. Like, that's very now. Everyone's worried about what they're not getting, and it's, it's work-life balance, and I'm sorry I'm sorry that I'm saying that because I create that for the people around me and say, if you work late at eight o'clock at night, make sure you take the time tomorrow and make sure you balance it out because not everybody is built that way. And I just was built that way. I was an animal and a machine and I still am. Yeah. No one can keep up with me. Not even now. Not my 24 year old assistants. They can't, no one can keep up with me. It just doesn't. So exist. how did you say you were going to retire? Like that doesn't even seem you said earlier, you were like, I thought I was going to retire. Like, I feel like you'll never uh, retire. Because I, things weren't, no, nothing was interesting me. Yeah. Like, nothing was like something I wanted to do. Yeah. So I don't do anything if, unless it really interests me. I don't know if you guys try Daily Harvest, but I freaking love it. Okay. I love ready to go smoothies. I think it's just so fabulous to have a cup ready to go in your freezer you pour it into your blender, you add some nut milk and poof, you have an amazing freaking smoothie. Daily Harvest makes it so freaking easy. I highly recommend checking out their smoothies and their forager bowls. They're the perfect addition to your morning routine. They have tons of options for any time of day. They also have flatbreads, soups and bites too. By the way, they're bites. Oh my God. There's a bite you guys need to check out. It's like strawberry has dates in it. You put it in the freezer, you eat it up. Oh my God, it's so freaking good. You guys have to try it. Their bites are freaking amazing. They have so many options. So Daily Harvest keeps my freezer stocked with delicious food that's always ready to go. That's what I love, that I can skip the shopping, the chopping, and the post-cooking cleanup. Daily Harvest also works directly with farmers so they secure the best ingredients and freeze them at peak ripeness to lock in the most amazing taste of the season. So what you see is what you eat. Okay, so we all deserve easy mornings. Let Daily Harvest give you one less thing to worry about. Go to dailyharvest.com slash not skinny to get up to $65 off your first box. That's Daily Harvest. 
com slash not skinny for up to $65 off your first box. Dailyharvest.com slash not skinny. Black Friday, it's the time of year we all look forward to. We wait for it all year, actually. Well, now you don't have to because Macy's is bringing Black Friday to July. Yup. No turkey in sight, thank the Lord. But they're bringing those big savings you know and love from July 6th through July 12th. Get an extra 25% off everything you need to refresh your closet and space this season. They have the very best deals on summer essentials. They got swimsuits, cover-ups, totes to get you ready from head to toe for the beach. Barely there makeup essentials, BBQ musts like patio furniture and grills, and so much more. You guys, there's a Black Friday in July at Macy's. So go to Macy's.com now to score great Black Friday in July specials. Some exclusions apply. See Macy's.com for details. And also don't forget, you guys, the first day of school is around the corner. I know summer just started, but that's the way time moves. Okay. Macy's is your one-stop shop for all of the must-haves for school. It has the outfits from fave brands like Levi's Free People and more to make picture day iconic and make your kids happy at school. And of course, no school day is complete without a backpack and new shoes. You want a Kipling? Get one at Macy's. Your kid wants new Nikes? They're there too. Macy's has it all, okay? Your kids are going to college? They have all the dorm room stuff you'll need. Head over to macy's.com slash back to school. macy's.com slash back to school. I want your thoughts on a few things general like pop culture things. This is a pop culture pod. Do you know about Scandaval from Vanderpump? I Rules? know about Scandaval, but I don't know. I don't know the difference. Not about Tom and Ariana and Raquel. Raquel. Yeah. I don't know the difference between who they are. Like I know somebody cheated with somebody's friend. But are you did it shock you at all? No, that a Bravo uh, show was getting like fucking on CNN. And, and I mean, I guess like Erica Jane, like a lot of a lot has happened that that went kind of Nuts yeah, like the girl that. who went to jail, the girl in Utah, I don't mm. know her name, Jen. Sh- yeah, did it? Sh- no, I mean, they're doing a great job of marketing and then like acting like it's so terrible, but like they've never been more famous. <laughs> yeah. Bravo's never been more relevant. Everybody's happy. So mm-hmm. cry- literally, as I said about Mike and Marco, cry me a river. I mean, I heard all these people cheated before. They all seem like young partying cheaters that <laughs> are on yeah. the show to promote cheat. I don't. I, I just uh, I don't it just seems like I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It seems like it's a, like a television show that's being lived now publicly, yeah. which I get. And it's great. But I don't know why. I feel like I think the one girl was on Call Your Daddy and everybody's oh more God. famous and more successful. Like what I say is that when I'm yeah, not, they're getting you know, it's, it's a wild that a person, even though I like Ariana, she's the one that was cheated on. It okay. is a wild concept that she's getting to this crazy height of fame. Because she was cheated on. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So amazing. But. But she also has to have the star power to keep it going because you, well, you no, know. Yeah, I don't. I don't literally would not pick her. I can't pick her out of a line lineup. Is she the one who was holding the suitcase and walking out or that's the one who cheated? I don't know. There's two girls. One cheated. One was cheated on. And I heard all the rest of the cast was cheating on everybody at some point. Yeah. So everybody's cheaters. They're cheating. So, all right. So everybody's a cheater. And they worked at a bar and they have this. Fueled yeah. on alcohol and reality TV lifestyle and relationship. So my thing is, I was just watching Tamara on a motorcycle in a promo, and she's got to come in with something new. It was it was religion. It was bodybuilding. It's like drama. 
It's elective stress. So if you're going and you are a prostitute, which is a respectable profession because it's very transparent and transactional and everyone knows what it is. Like you're paying me this and I'm going to do this. And we all know what it is. I'm not having you pay me in a Chanel bag in Vegas and pretend I'm a civilian, but I'm really a hooker that gets paid in Chanel bags. Like this is very upfront. So, so is reality TV. I was on reality TV. I got paid $7,250 for the first season, said the, here's the Bethany clause, which was later named, which is like, you're not going to take a piece of what I make. And every season when I felt like shit and toxic and was having conversations about things I don't care about and talking to people I don't want to talk to, I was a hooker. So I was Mm. doing my job. I was getting paid by the man and I was a hooker. No problem. Like that's what it was. And then one day I said, I don't feel good about myself and I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Right. So one day I don't want to do it anymore because there was a lot of elective stress. And I was talking to other housewives and other franchises that were so stressed out and taking anti-anxiety meds and taking antidepressant meds. And this is all seeming real and it's just so upsetting. And But it, you're choosing to do it. So like everybody on that show is choosing to live this publicly. And reality TV has proven that insane things will happen that will be public, that will make you feel bad and make you hate people and talk bad about them and talk about it in the press. Yeah. So you're getting paid to do that. It's just, it's a transaction. They're okay. being paid and now they're being paid in ex- extraordinary fame. So they're getting paid even more to be more stressed out. Do you choose <laughs> this life? Hold on. First what? of all, do you agree with me what I said about Sandoval? Yes, I can watch a show like Vanderpump Rules. First of all, I watch it as characters and I'm just like, I'm not yeah. like, oh my God, poor Ariana. Like I'm watching right. it like, this is fucking crazy. You know, no, I'm, exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm being entertained. So I'm watching it like that. Yeah, so of course. to see the exactly. world flip out the way they did and trash the Tom's restaurant and want to kill him basically for the it's cheating. just very relatable because people have been cheated on by their friend or thought about it or yeah. think their friends flirting and all that stuff so it's just relatable so it hit a vortex right right now so that i understand and i'm not i don't know enough about it to say i feel so bad for her etc but if you were debilitated and so sorrow and you wouldn't be able to like go out and look hot every day and do interviews every day. So it seems to be going good. Yeah. I said from the beginning too, like without shame, this is the best thing that's ever happened to her. A hundred percent. Like hundred percent. I don't know anything ever... about it, but it's even the guy who fucked around. It's the best thing that ever happened to him too. I don't know, Bethany. Yeah, I don't know. Don't worry. In don't the long run. Okay. Yeah. Don't worry about him. Thoughts on Pete Davidson. There was just a scandal. I don't know if you saw it because it was, I, I kind of posted about it just now before we started. He went to buy a dog with his new girlfriend, Chase Suey. First of all, thoughts on Pete Davidson in general? Like, did you ever, do you get the BDE? Do you not get the BDE? Do you, do you think his okay. shtick is legit? Okay, so is he? Here's what I think. I think Pete Davidson seems sweet. I think he seems like a nice, sheepish and I don't want to mean to be mean about this when I say dopey, like, because I'm sure he's smart and he's funny, but like he plays dopey a little too. He doesn't seem to be calculated or manipulative. I honestly don't think he is. It's a little Forrest Gump. He keeps walking into the right place and doing things the right way and it's huh. working and he keeps going. But I think like he likes the fame. He likes the relevance. Ding, 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 so ding. I, I don't mean like he's not like manipulative mastermind Cruella DeVille being like, I'm going to go and date my way to heaven. But like, he had one, he had Larry David's daughter and that's like fame adjacent in LA. That's like power Hollywood Nepo baby. Great. But then like, it's like a job. You get one job and one good thing happens and you get another job. So the next person. And then it's, you're into Ariana Grande. 
Then you're fucking like, let me roll the dice. I'm at the tables. It's going good. Let me fucking go to Kaya Gerber. Okay. They're buying this shit. Great. Kate Beckinsale. Well, let me just let it ride. Like, let me, I'm betting red and it keeps going. And I'm being, <laughs> so he just kept going. Why the fuck? What am I going to do? Date the barista at Starbucks when I've gone to Kaya Gerber and Kate Beckinsale? Let it fucking ride, baby. So he went all the way to the top and like aces and eights and split them and doubled down. And I got fucking Kim Kardashian. So I think, good. What are you going to do? Dumb down? Yeah. He dated up all the way. It can only go down. I agree with you. The only when you said he likes the fame. So my only issue is this. Agree with you on all of that. And don't think he's like not liking these people or not attracted or doing it in a calculated way. My only thing is I feel like his vibe puts off and intentionally like I don't like the fame, but he likes the fame. That's the only thing oh, well, that bothers right, but there's me. There's a whole right. But Sophia Richie was dressing in sweatpants six months ago and now is Coco Chanel. So right. like everybody gets to have a reinvention. So everybody gets to pitch us whatever they want to pitch us. So yeah. this girl Raquel or the wronged one, whoever it is, could be like acting like she's wrong, but she's out in stilettos working it and cashing checks. So everybody gets to fucking do whatever they want to do. Like, yeah, Pete Davidson doesn't like it. You just fucking hit every branch of the celebrity star fucker tree. OK, whatever you want to do. We're, we're here buying it. It's OK. It's the expensive mascara. We know what we're buying. You have a big dick. One person found out about it and you fucking hit every branch of the star fucker hawk well, world tree. Well, Great. now he's he's dating. I feel like a, a civilian. Bit, no, she is an actress, but she's not big. Her name is Chase Suey. She was in a couple things, but she's young. She's like his age. And well, someone. Yeah, but that could be his publicist could have said, honey, we need to take a little break. We need to do a celebrity cleanse. We need to cleanse the palate. We need to do a master cleanse and date someone who's fame adjacent. So you don't totally drop into obscurity, fame adjacent. But don't worry, we'll be right out there dating very fucking famous people before you know it. Don't you worry. Or we'll make you famous enough that it won't matter, baby. We got you. It's okay. Okay. The other thing that I saw you post about was going to Taylor Swift. Did you get hounded by Swifties that you even went, that you even breathed the same air and didn't appreciate it enough? Well, back on the elitist network, I was invited by a money manager and we sat in a skybox where they had nice food and and we you could watch down and Brink could really enjoy it. But I could just sort of like mull around and take pictures of her and pretend it had something to do with me. So I didn't interact that much. And when we left, it was like full warfare. But I did think it was an elitist sport overall with how much the tickets were. So we ended up paying it forward and giving tickets to a young girl who has had leukemia. She's in eighth grade and her mother. And we sent them to a hotel and sent them overnight and a car service to Boston to go see the show. And then Tom's, the shoe company that gives away one when you buy one, reached out to me because I said there should be a Tom's model where you buy expensive tickets. Everyone should have to buy a ticket that costs more. And then one is given to an underprivileged person. So they reached out to now give away tickets to moms and daughters, which is what I mandated that really could use it. And so this was amazing because this woman had gotten a make a wish for Katy Perry for her daughter, but her numbers weren't there. And so she didn't get to go, which broke my heart also. And in two days, we were able to find someone. My assistant called someone that she knew and we got a mom and a daughter and we made it happen. So it's sort of like the way I do relief work where it was just immediate. Like we, I, we, have, a, we have a problem and we want to solve it. That's amazing. Yeah, it was great. And what about in your your followers and fans and your DMs? Like, how did they react to you being a Taylor Swift? And 
maybe I not mean, appreciating appreciating it enough. No, I think that they I told the truth. I I, yeah. I didn't know that much. I didn't act like I was a fan. I hate to jump on bandwagon. Yeah. Person and Nora was my daughter. We thought she was a was was great. My daughter had a great time. We looked cute. It was wonderful. And I thought she was a nice role model. And I was curious about the whole thing, but I did notice that moms were saying I could never afford that in my whole life. Yeah. And it seemed like it was something that was very, very expensive. That take did connect to a lot of people. A lot of people agreed with that. I, I don't know. I doubt this is something like that Taylor herself like could make a Control? decision on. Yeah. Why? Of course she you could. You think she, she could? Yeah, okay. of course. Okay. I don't know. Maybe the fans don't think that. I was taken aback. I went to the show too. And my ears, did she, did they do the thing at your show where everyone screams and she just lets them keep screaming and then they keep screaming no. more and more? No, I don't really? think so. I don't know. I'd have to ask. Brent. You were probably having I, like not, a shrimp cocktail. I, I have, I, Taylor Swift <laughs> is a nice place to visit, but I don't live there. Like yeah. I'm not obsessed. I knew a lot of the songs. I was surprised and it was really fun and it was really great. And I'm glad that I went because it's definitely part of history and what other female artists can sell out three nights in a row. And I like that she hangs out with her girlfriends. And and I do. I've heard different takes, too. I heard someone say that she's someone who likes for her fans to rescue her. And yeah, I do think that to me, too. Yeah, I do think it's interesting singing about these guys, even if it's not directly singing about these guys, because like Jake Gyllenhaal has to live with this the rest of uh, his life. I feel a even little bad he, for him. Yeah. I, I, even if he blew her off, like many people have been blown off. Many people have ba- acted badly in relationships. Many people have been acted badly towards in relationships. And so I don't, I broke up, Paul and I broke up and I did not speak about it at all. It's not my story to tell alone one-sided. And even if it were two-sided, he's not interested in going on a tour about our relationship. He's a private person. And Jake Gyllenhaal can be an actor and a Wait, but you're back to get, too. like, you're talking about like back yeah, in the day. Yeah, this was years okay. ago. <laughs> no, I'm just worried. saying that Jake Gyllenhaal can be, in a relationship with a famous person and be famous and be an actor and be a private person. Like yeah. I've interviewed plenty of people, whether it's Andrew McCarthy or Elizabeth Moss, who are actors who work in a craft. It doesn't mean they want to be famous. They've exhibited no behavior of wanting to be known and famous. Yeah. So I don't, I think it's wrong. I don't think it's a clean side of the street, honestly. Yeah, no, I mean, her fans are very loyal and I do. There are moments where I feel bad that Jake is promoting a new movie and all he's getting in his comments are like red scarves. He's probably just like over it. He's probably just like we dated for whatever amount of time 10 years ago. But let's get to you. Let's talk a little about your new projects. Like we said before, you you had a YouTube, but you started doing a new YouTube show. So it's like longer versions of your reviews. Yeah, it's long it's long form content. And I did not understand YouTube and I did not have a vehicle to do the show that everybody wants me to do. And everybody's saying, when are you going to be back on TV? We miss you on TV. And when are you going back to housewives? And I don't want to go back to housewives and I don't want to go on a one week trip. And no matter what I get paid, because they'll market that as if I'm on like the whole entire franchise and season. And, and, and I just don't want to do that. So where am I going to be on? Have you been offered to do the, the girls trips? I have an open invitation. I mean, respectfully, I have an open invitation to Bravo. You know, I mean, and I think it's always to be applauded that Andy has never tried to like pound his chest and act like I don't, you know, I mean, mean, at some point he may be pissed off enough that I talk about (laughs) the shows and hate on it sometimes that he will say now she's persona non grata, but he's always said like there's an open invitation to this point. There's an open invitation, but it's like saying 
saying there's an open invitation for a giraffe to come into my basement right now. It's like, it doesn't make any sense. It's not happening. So it's yeah. like a weird fictional open invitation. But I've gotten offers from production companies. I've gotten offers from networks, all, all the major, net, not all, the major networks to do different shows, different opportunities from one of the biggest talk show producers in history to do a show with them. And, and I just keep hunting and it keeps feeling bulky and it keeps feeling archaic and it keeps feeling like talking to suits about what works and it keeps feeling like producing it and 10 people in the kitchen and it airs in six months from now. I got to do a press tour. And that's the part of retiring that I was talking about. Like, I don't want to do that. So I get to say, I don't want to do that. So I want to do content to the people, just like content to the people. Why can't I get a camera up with a professional camera guy and a producer and an editor and just throw it up and it's a show. Yeah. Right there. You can watch it right now. You can watch me on a show for 15 to 20 minutes right now. Multiple episodes. And we're putting up episodes every Wednesday at three o'clock. So it's a show. And the more that people tell me what they like and don't like, the more the show will be exactly what they so want. So you're not nailed to like one concept at this moment. No. I mean, it's effectively the vehicle is going out to these stores and going into the wild, but you're getting the crazy me in my house, yeah. in my kitchen. In my pajamas with the one-liners and whatever you want it to be. It kind of is everything. So we have the new YouTube show. As we know, you have two podcasts. You have Just Be and you have Rewives. Are you still, you're still doing Rewives, the, the Rewatch podcast? I have Rewives. I have Housewives University. I have Rerants where I rant on different housewives. But the Housewives University is amazing because I grade housewives businesses. Wait, where is Housewife each- University? It's under, it's on the Rewives feed. Oh, okay. And then just be, I have just be influenced, which is about de-influencing. And I have just be rants where I just rail off on a topic. And I have forever young wine, which is superb and an unprecedented rating in U.S. history. And the most stunning bottle, the most stunning story, the most gorgeous tasting wine you have ever tasted in rosé. Like it is teed up but good. It's phenomenal. Ooh, I'm so excited to try it. Yeah, phenomenal. Is it just rosé? It's rosé for now. We have white and we have red, but the rosé bottle is so extraordinary. And the rating from my vineyard in Provence mm-hmm. is superb. And Forever Young was the song we used to play at two o'clock in the morning at the club where I was a cocktail waitress. Wait, that was Forever Young? That? Yes, that used to play last. And I was saving up to live in Paris when I was working as a cocktail waitress in college. So that like it has a full circle moment. Because I went into business with the guy who owned that nightclub, who's a total impresario, nightclub impresario, jet setter for his whole life. And, and so it's like, it's wait, so you went perfect. into business with him for this wine. So he's yes, your partner he's on this partner. wine forever yes. young. Yep. Okay. Well, I'm so excited to try it. We trust you with alcohol. And now we trust you with almost everything else. Like, I feel like thank you b- before you. I just want to ask you, what's the best makeup? What's the best cleanser? What's the best? do you get? You probably get inundated like everyone wants your ratings and your opinions. Yes. And now we're, we're doing links on LTK because people keep asking me for the list, the list, the list. So I'm trying to drive people. So LTK like to know is where you can find out a lot of the things that I recommend. They have links. I'm doing as it's been thousands and thousands of products. So it's been impossible. But drugstore is phenomenal, really phenomenal. But Neutrogena is doing amazing things. L'Oreal really has some good stuff. CeraVe is amazing. Yeah. I mean, I like, I'm thinking of like one different product from each line that I like. I, I There's not one line. There's not one brand that ha- is good at everything, but 
aside from eyeshadow and like the quality of some of the compacts, L'Oreal's pretty outrageous with their reach and what they do in every category. I have to say they're doing great stuff. Well, I see a brand partnership incoming. I don't know. Everybody. Well, everybody. No, I, I, I'm not doing a makeup line. I think it sounds it's so lucrative. And that's why everyone has to know that I really don't give a shit because <laughs> I, I could do any beauty line that I want. And everybody on TikTok thought they were some like people's what do they call it? Citizens journalism and doing investigative reporting that I was going to do a makeup line. I'm not doing a makeup to line. To be honest, I, I had that thought, too. I thought yeah. you were going to also. No. Everyone thought this was like a premeditated yeah, thing. Yeah, I, yeah, like, yeah. I do not want a makeup line. It is such bullshit and no one should be going into that. And that's like liquor. No one should be going into beauty right now. Like, Wait, you just, just went into liquor. Not tequila. I was thinking about uh, the Diddy lawsuit. Okay. Going into tequila and Diddy suing Diageo because they're not paying enough attention to his brand. They're not paying enough attention because it's over. The tequila thing is over. And I really did start this whole thing with all these people. And I could name everybody from Mark Wahlberg to to Mario Lopez, to Cameron Diaz, to Nicki Minaj, to Joey D, to Kendall Jenner. It's crowded. We got it. It's done. We did it. We did Wine it. Is, 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 is also like, you got to find the waves. Rosé has been crowded and it's boring now. We're bored. We need a new, fun, great rosé that's different, that's phenomenal. And it's, it's not cheap because it's spectacular. It's just a different the bottle looks different. It's different. It's different spirited name. We'll see. And it's perfect for the summer. I mean, rosé and summer just go hand in hand. It's perfect for the summer, but we'll see if I deserve the right to walk back in when I started this. We'll see. They may lock me out, but I did (laughs) pave the way. So I may get shut out. We'll see. We'll see. Well, I'm going to buy it because I need to try it. And thank you again for coming on. As you, It matches your logo. So yeah, thank you so much. Okay. Thank you, Bethany. Awesome. Thanks. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Not Skinny But Not Fat. Follow me on Instagram at Not Skinny But Not Fat. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes. Rate the podcast that you love so much on Apple Podcasts and write a little review. If you tell me you did, I'll give you a big virtual smoocheroo. Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll see you next Tuesday. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.